Welcome to the Boyfriends Podcast, where we help you find your circle and, and your man. man. I'm Jared D. King, and I am joined by my co-host Renee, and we are also rejoined by a fan favorite, Mama Shay. <laughs> How's it going? Going good, thanks. Good, good, good. It's good to have you back. So why don't you let everyone know like what's been going on in your world and what's what's up? Um, just started a new job recently, and uh, moving up through the ranks a little faster than I thought, which is fine. <laughs> it's great. Um, and I just got invited to Florida next month to do some strategy uh, for the company, okay. like company wide. Okay. So Renee, what has been going on with you since we last recorded? I think we rec- what recorded last week. Was the it? week after or the week we- before? We- week before last. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, every, yeah, everything's been going fine with me. Again, just being super boring, just, you know, live my life, uh, trying to live my best healthy life. I got scared of monkeypox and stopped going to the gym. So I've been working out at home a lot mm. more, been really getting into bar workouts and yeah, just hanging out with my animals and getting back into reading because it's been so long since I've really sat down and read a book and I don't know. I feel like Netflix and like Hulu have just like not been giving lately. And so I'm go- I'm getting back into books and mm. staring less at screens, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. I mean, it's good to get back into books, but I will say, I don't know. I recently watched that show Uncoupled. Have you watched Same. it? I, I liked st- it. I need to watch that. I'll watch <laughs> that today. Not even necessarily a Neil Patrick fan. I just, uh-huh, uh-huh. But that was the cutest show ever. I love it. I thought it. it was very cute. I thought it was cute. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that was part of my last couple of weeks was, um, you know, watching Netflix. Uh, I had a tennis tournament that I went to. Um, I did okay. I mean, I think I held my own. And uh, I there's another one in October that I'll be doing that's here in Philly. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, hopefully I can do a little bit better. What's dating life going like for you guys? Is anything happening? No, okay. No, nothing's happening. Like I, I think I said this last time, right? I've been feeling like, a little desperate for a relationship, which means, which makes me oh, right. realize that. that I know that I shouldn't be looking for a relationship mm-hmm, right now because mm-hmm. then I'll have my blinders on for like any red flag. Mm-hmm. So uh, I need to be more at peace with just being single, yeah. and then I'll kind of dive back in when I'm a little bit, you know, yeah, you know, less looking for you that know, man. It's interesting, like, like for me, like, and we, we have discussed, I and mean, I've told both of y'all, like, I've had like um, some some bad luck uh, recently uh, in dating. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I think like I remember watching something on YouTube where they were like, you know, ask, I don't know, like, like, I don't know, like ask your friends who have been in relationships, like, you know, what their advice would be or something like that. Or I feel like they always have shitty advice, though. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes <laughs> they do. Sometimes it's like nobody really knows. But like, I mean, I guess. Well, I don't know. I, I'll ask you because I know you have been in a long-term relationship before, like what caused, what do you think caused um, your significant other then to commit to you long-term or at least to say, you know, hey, I think I'll stick with this person. What was, what do you think that decision was? It wasn't a good one. I'll say that much. <laughs> um, I wish I had outside knowledge or I wish I was a little bit wiser when it happened um but he basically needed someone light-skinned to marry oh okay I was not his type I which is why he cheated throughout the entire marriage wait back up wait what (laughs) yeah his parents like he was probably right around your color 
um jared and oh, okay. if he was in the sun too much they would be like oh you're getting dark and they didn't like the sister's fiance because he was too dark so i fit the mold oh my gosh yo the colorism is not giving what yeah and even you know what i won't share that yeah just uh, there's yeah. something yeah. i'll hold back because yeah, yeah, yeah people can see things but yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. yeah it just it wasn't uh for the right reasons okay. i'm All so right. sorry yeah yeah i mean i remember you telling i didn't know that that was a part of the equation necessarily but i knew i know like you know the the uh a lot of the the story that you had told me and um you know cuz we always talk so we know all of our right deep, deep, he knows all stuff. my business <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just uh you know uh there are children involved so i don't yeah. they don't need to learn certain yeah, things yeah, yeah yeah um so why don't we jump into our topic today so we're going to talk about how to give in a relationship um and i think i came to the decision of talking about this I don't know, I think I think just in my research and in my and in my viewing of stuff and, and reading stuff like I feel like a lot of times we go into relationships thinking about what we're going to receive and not necessarily thinking about what I can do to give to this person or what I can do to um what I can do to kind of like make things easier or better for this other person that I'm trying to be in relationship with, whether that is friendship or whether that is um, uh, romantic relationships. So what do you guys think? Like, uh, well, how, how do we, uh, maybe we start like thinking of like, how do we not make relationships so transactional? Cause I think that's one of the things it's like we give but only when there's like an even exchange. And I'm just curious what you guys think about that. Huh? I said, do we? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, like, you don't want to be the only giver in the relationship. <laughs> um, you definitely want, like, whenever I give to my friends, it's because, um, you know, they bring like some so much good into my life that I want to give them as much good as I can give as well. Um, so I don't, but I don't really see it as like transactional. It's more of like a, here you go. Thank you. And then a, here you go. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I'm, but I'm saying like, sometimes people will fall into, you know, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to offer this unless I see X, Y, Z happen or something. Oh. And so a lot of times, like relate, sometimes you can get into a transactional relationship where it's like, you know, um, Maybe it's, you know, I paid X amount on the last date, so you have to pay X amount this date or something like it it almost gets to like a petty kind of point. Um, I don't know. Have ever have any of you had that experience or had those thoughts of anything kind of being true? I mean, I think I know how you are and I know you like you give like i'm a serial overgiver. yeah <laughs> so i mean i guess maybe maybe not for you so much but i know how i am and i know that i like to be um i think it's a little bit of a protection thing for me because it's like if i don't feel like i'm receiving um enough from from the other person then i won't not, like i match energy you know mm -hmm. it's like that matching energy thing and sometimes I feel like it's necessary to um, to extend a little bit. 
a little bit more. Yeah, I, I so I usually um, I usually just like be my usual giving self. Uh, but then when the energy is not matched and then I pull back and then like, wait, where'd it go? Mm. <laughs> you made me feel special. You're not making me feel special anymore. <laughs> so, I think I think that's usually what I give to relationships. I'm yeah. like, I make them feel so special. And then they're just like, okay, cool. I needed that for a boost. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I definitely, the way I kind of look at things is I'm going to show up 100%. And then if you're not showing up, not matching me, because everyone's 100% isn't the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, keeping that in mind, if they're not showing up 100%, maybe they're showing up 90%, then I'll kind of back up to match that. Mm -hmm. um, but there are some people who like learn more about your life, whether it's like, oh, you live in a nice house or you drive a nice car or, you know, whatever like the perks are about you. And then they like to capitalize on that. And I've had that between friendships and past relationships. And it's just like, you know, I'm giving so, and you know, I don't mind supporting and helping. And I love giving that feedback back into friends and relationships. But when you start expecting it mm -hmm. or like crafting situations or opportunities for us to hang out around what you know I'll pay for or what you'll know I'll drive to, mm -hmm. And then you're like pushing like, yeah, I really want to hang out. You really want to go to whatever this event is. And I'm your ride. Right. That's wow. why you want mm -hmm. me to show up. Mm -hmm. So now there's like a taking advantage yep. of the kindness. And what I don't like is when, you know, like you'll see some situations where it's like you'll have somebody who will give so much. And on the flip side, the other person won't do anything. Like, for example... Um, I have a friend who will drive us around the city. Like he will, he, he won't bat an eye at, at it. He will drive us into the city. He'll take us back out at the end of the night, whatever. So, you know, and I'm supposed to pick him up from the airport today. He mm -hmm. asked me yesterday and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll pick you up. I don't care. I mean, you know, because it's just like, you don't like all those, all those times, like I, I would look stupid saying like, no, or or like having having an issue with picking him up, like based mm -hmm. on all those all those moments that you just didn't even think about it, and you know it's like you know you pay attention to that stuff, um, and you also check in with the other person. I feel like mm -hmm. when you have when you're on the receiving end, I feel like it's important to check in with them and be like, hey, do you want me to do you want me to drive this time, or do yeah. you want me to? do whatever whatever because then that shows that you're thinking about the other person and it also shows a little bit of appreciation i feel exactly and i think that's part of the like everybody's 100 percent can't be the same like if you didn't have a car you can't offer to drive in <laughs> and out me. of the city yeah, yeah. <laughs> right but there's other ways then that you're like looking out i'm sure for your friends who do have the cars like whether it's offering gas money or being like oh i'll cover dessert or i'll cover the yeah, tip definitely. or anything like that so you know there's your 100 that doesn't mean you're not matching them because you don't have the same uh the same resources like you can still match the 100% without taking advantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and definitely. So like when I start dating, I'm I'm definitely like more semi-traditional and I I do like to be courted, you know, like I do appreciate when the guy pays for, you know, the dinners and the activities for the first few dates. Um, but then I like to show my appreciation for maybe then, you know, cooking them a meal. You know, like, hey, like, let's stay in. I'd really love to cook for you. 
Or, hey, I like, um, I put this movie marathon together uh, because I was listening to you and you said that you've never watched these movies before. So I picked these up and we can uh, we can watch them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's how I kind of like to give. I like to give more on an emotional base, but, you know, also, you know, financially uh, like whenever like when when we're when we were really getting into dating i'll say like hey like how about this time i'll get like the the tickets and you can buy the popcorn or vice versa just mm-hmm. stuff like that i liked i i do that a little bit more into the relationship unless at the start because again um i'm a girl who likes to be courted <laughs> okay yeah i i think because i've been through like i'm kind of I don't want to say done, but I'm over the like, let's get married and like that whole path. Mm-hmm. So I can, I go Dutch until we are in a very serious relationship. I am not comfortable with letting my partner pay for whatever. Mm-hmm. And because at that point, they're still not my partner yet. Yeah. And especially in hetero dating, they feel like they're putting a down payment on things. And I'm like, nope, it's Dutch. We both have the same opportunities, the same choices here. There's definitely a sense, like sometimes there's a sense of you owe me now because I did, because I did this for you. And so, and that's where a lot of the mentality of, oh, now I have, now I feel pressured into sleeping with you after paying for the dinner, you know? I, so there are times where that definitely is a thing, but for some, for some reason, um, when I started dating, um, you know, more grown men, I feel like they become a little bit more entitled when we're going halvesies for some reason. I have no idea why. And I feel like as I get older and start dating, like, like, you know, obviously older men because I'm getting older, um, it's... It's usually the guys that are just like, 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 right, like, don't even think about it. They just put down their card and don't even ask me. And I'm like, you know, I do, of course, I do the polite, like, oh, are you okay? Like, I don't mind splitting. They're just like, no, of course not. Like, this is a date kind of thing. And they're usually the most polite and respectful of the people that I date for some mm-hmm. reason. Do and, they call you back after that? Yeah. They okay. usually, they're That's actually, what I'm just... <laughs> no, usually they're the, the first ones to text me back. Um, but you know, like obviously you've heard of like my dating fail. So like, obviously they're like not perfect. Um, you know, they still have like that assholiness about them, (laughs) but I, it tends to be the dates that I go and split with guys. Those tend to be the ones that actually don't really work out as, Mm. as, as, as well. I wonder what that is. I mean, and maybe it's because maybe it's because you have a very, traditional mindset going into it and then it's like a switch when there's when there when you go dutch well yeah so when we do go dutch i i do i understand because like in this economy (laughs) like coming dutch i get it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and also you know like like we're single we're probably both going on a lot of different first dates and so you know sometimes if the guy can't pay for me on the first date it's like not a deal breaker but, right, but what I'm saying is, like, if if a guy is, if a guy's go goes out on a date with you, and you're giving, you're sending all of these traditional signals, and then you get to the dinner table, and then you go Dutch, then to him it's like a, like, oh, she must not be that interested or something, or I don't know, and I'm not saying no. that that's 100% of the time, but I'm just, I'm curious if maybe that may be the reason that then they switch over into like hookup mode. No, I I really, I feel, you know, maybe, but I feel like whenever like it gets to that point where I just stop when the, when the thing go, when the check goes on the table and I'm just like, oh, did you want to split it? 
And that's, that's just how I ask, like, how did you, like, how did you want to do it? There's either the guy that's like, yeah, let's split it. <laughs> or the guy who, who like, I don't even like get to ask the question. They mm-hmm. just like, like slam their card down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, I will appreciate a man who will slam his card down for me. <laughs> but, uh, but I, you know, I will, I will put, I'll put my card up as no, well, you know, but sometimes too. I'll put my, see, it's weird for, for like male, male. Sometimes I'll put my card up and they'll just be looking at me like, okay, thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> see, I, maybe I'm just weird about it. Maybe that's why I don't date. <laughs> I mean, I'm not on apps and stuff. I don't, have an avenue right now where I can meet people to date and yeah. I prefer it that way. But when I do, if we're going somewhere, I always say, by the way, I'm paying for mine. So don't worry about it. Mm. Like I just say it before we even get there, whatever app or text. But doesn't, does that not put up a barrier? Does not, does that not like allow things to happen or, I mean, it's, I mean, I understand, I guess, I guess maybe that's the point. It's a, it's a little bit of a boundary for you. For me, it is, but I've still had, I mean, in a few instances, I've still had a man say, I know you said you had it, but I'd really like to cover it. Mm-hmm. And oh, then it's nice. like, okay, well, like, I, I'm not going to like fight him <laughs> to pay my part. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, I'll get us next time. Yeah. I just wonder if that's like, kind of like cutting, cutting them off. Like when you say that, I just wonder if that's just kind of like, um, like this is how it's going to be. So, I mean, if they're not with it, they're not with me. So bye. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like I need someone who is going to respect my boundaries. And that just happens to be one of them because even nice guys are not always nice. <laughs> they hardly ever are. <laughs> no. It's just, especially if they're self-professed nice guys. Yep. So I don't need, you know, after the first date, well, she didn't even sleep with me and I paid dinner. Like I, yeah, no I way. just wonder if that comes off. A, I mean, and I'm just, I'm just challenging you because you know, devil's the, advocate. I hate because, that saying, <laughs> but could it be a little like um, controlling on a, on a on a certain mm-hmm. level? Because I'm controlling so. the first date. Why are you controlling the first date? Because nigga, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I would. I like, really wouldn't say it was controlling. I definitely just think it's just her first boundary and like it's a good way to test if they're actually even good at, see, t- at taking those and boundaries see, like, but see the word test that throws up a red flag for me because yeah i wouldn't call it a test either it's just my boundary like i don't okay. want to feel like i'm owing you i just i, I don't have want- i have i have trouble for me saying that before we start the date like we're going dutch that's it's just one of my like we're already saying be there at this time you know the restaurant usually dictates what you're gonna wear or at least like only only because now let me say this only because i don't feel like you like a passive man i don't so when you start being the dominant person when you st- when that's when you put that line in the sand and, and that's almost like a like a dominant uh energy from the get-go is what i'm is what i'm sensing and then it's like okay then if you're if you're going out with a dominant man then that almost could make them like that pedal a little bit i could see that i could definitely see that i try not to approach it so like 
we're absolutely going like <laughs> yeah. that. But I'm like, hey, by the way, I typically like to, you know, go Dutch, at least for the first date. Mm-hmm. Like after that, we can discuss it or whatever. But we're both bringing things to the table. We're both discovering each other right mm-hmm. now. So there's no like qualms about it. And it for me, I'm trying to avoid that kickback at the end where like I don't want you to regret whatever it was yeah and my one of my philosophies is leave everything try to leave everything every situation better than you found it mm-hmm. so i don't want someone to see it as like oh well she spent all my money on this food and i didn't even get whatever it was they were looking for mm-hmm. so it's a way of coming to to the table quite literally on an even playing field <laughs> yeah i and i was just thinking about in my head that it definitely evens the playing field to be able just to like you know, actually enjoy each other's time and get to know each other rather than just like, you know, worrying about like, like, what is he going to think if I pay for myself? Or like, what is she going to think if I don't pay for her? You know, just, yeah, it, and it, it, it's, it's definitely like very even like, hey, let's like, I'm a human, you're a human, like, let's, let's just talk, mm-hmm. let's get to know each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And like, and it can be just a coffee date. And yeah. that's a lot easier because, you know, you're kind mm-hmm. of like in line at Starbucks or whatever it is. And so unless you're both ordering like really crammed up there at the thing it's very easy to do that so um i know a lot of women will be like you're not taking me for coffee that's not a date like take me out out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm definitely a-okay especially if we're meeting on an app and it wasn't an organic meet Mm -hmm. where we haven't seen each other in person or anything Mm -hmm, yet mm -hmm. absolutely let's go dutch let's figure out if we even want to do this in person i I definitely do pay for myself when it's kind of like a coffee day i for sure i always pay for myself um and then like a nice walk afterwards and then if we want to get a little bit more serious i mean you know to me honestly I don't have like a like a hard rule about that. Like if I like I guess personally if I ask the person out or if, or if I feel like I'm the one that's initiating the date, then I typically will pay for it as long as I mean, you know, if as long as I can afford it, mm-hmm. then I will pay for it completely. Um and I would like the other person to pay for it if I felt like they were initiating the date, but I won't hold it against them. It used to. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'll be quite honest. I used to. I used to be like, okay, like you got me out here and now you're not paying. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I used to be like that. But I think, um, I don't know. I'm, I, I won't hold that against I the other person if, we're, if we have to go Dutch or whatever. I think it's very nuanced, especially with, you know, like giving and being, uh, giving and taking. Uh, I think especially in, um, you know, gay relationships. Sometimes it's hard to tell who's going to pay. <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 mean, I couldn't do it. The, I would the, be the so roles, bad at it. The roles are very, I mean, and then everybody wants to throw in, you know, the top and bottom thing. Like, that means something. That's weird. Because now your top is supposed to pay for you and the top is supposed to open the door for the bottom. And it's like, it's... So, is that for like outside just... the bedroom? I feel like yeah. you're just forcing, some people some people think like that. I feel like then you're just kind of forcing those hetero norms. Though, Absolutely, which is weird. Yeah, because okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I mean, I guess for some people, people like simplicity, and I guess for some people, that makes it simple for them. Yeah. But at, at least in theory, because in practice, it doesn't work. I think though, right. like you'll you'll find the person 
that fits those, that what's your norms, you know, if that makes sense, or your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that guy who thinks, you know, tops, uh, should pay, we'll find a top that pays for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like me, a gal who, you know, likes to be courted, I'll find a guy who likes to court me uh, because that is what, you know, I find attractive. And then um, you'll find a nice fella or a lady. I forget. Are you bi? No. No. <laughs> fella. <laughs> you'll find a nice fella who will uh, say, like, girl, let's split it. Let's, let's do this shit. Like, let's get to know each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You mentioned something. So you were saying, you know, if you invite, you'll like kind of do the payment or expect kind of for you to pay if you're doing the invite. And if someone else invites you, it's kind of on them. Yeah. The initial thoughts. So how often are you inviting versus the other person? Like, are you waiting? Do you do a 50-50 split there or? How often am I initiating the date? Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably 99.9% of the time because people are flaky and people don't actually want to go on dates. They it's want weird. pen pals. It's, yes. <laughs> I hate that. Yes. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. The last couple of times, or last few times I've been on dates, I mean, the last time a guy initiated a date with me was pre-pandemic. It was like 2019. Okay. Um. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, it's it's annoying as hell because <laughs> it's like okay what are we doing mm-hmm. like, you know and so I feel like sometimes I may come off a little bit strong because you know I'm just I'm always like there's always intention behind everything that I do and I just I don't just like oh well just let's just talk and let's just figure it out I mean that's just not who I am I'm very intentional and very um logical i like move in steps and i know that not everybody is that way and um i don't know i feel like i've loosened up a bit on that but at the same time i still am who i am you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so yeah i feel like now i've kind of seen that growth with you too where it's like you won't just super cut them off but they're definitely on the like well get back to me when you're ready type of thing like you won't (laughs) close the door behind them but you're like all right but get out the space because i need it right 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 especially like the mental space because it's just like i can't keep thinking like who like what if what what are we doing blah 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 like yeah come back to me when you're ready boo please Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i can't i can't yeah and i get tired of the men who want to be pen pals like when i do venture into the apps or whatever so i'm very much for like one guy i was like hey you said you've never been to texas roadhouse want to go on tuesday i got it like literally you just have to show up right show up but that's effort (laughs) (laughs) and and he was supposed to show up at his house and he didn't wind up coming he was just like oh no and i was like is it the day or do you just not want to go to texas roadhouse or do you not want to hang out like i'm just like give me the answer so Mm -hmm. i know how to move Mm -hmm. and he was like well it's just and i was like all right bye yeah. You know, it was the stammer. I just like, I want to keep you there. Is. They're just like, I need at least 10 backup plans. Like, why? Right, like he wanted, I really got the impression that he wanted me as an option. I was just like, yep, yeah, nope, not for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like, you know, if a guy wants you, he will show you that he wants you. And, you know, if you don't show up for a date or if you don't. Um, respond. If you don't respond, if you don't, you know, if you're not checking in. 
and I'm doing all that stuff, then you're giving all the effort. <laughs> I mean, regardless of, you know, whatever, whatever was said or whatever happened, like if, you know, if you, if you really do like me, then you will show it. But if you, you know, like, so. And so I think hard? we follow those same rules. Cause if we really like someone, we're not afraid of showing it exactly. either. Exactly. So, you know, um, you know a lot of the backstory with this person but you know i was just like i want to see you and when i got this new job it afforded me a lot of financial freedom so i was like let me know what the ticket costs because mm-hmm. they're not in state right now so i was just like let me know i got it because so i want to see you out <laughs> yeah and i was like that's that's my reward i deserve seeing a face that i want to see mm-hmm. so i'm gonna fly you in but you know with fly out stories we always hear like people get there and then the one person's like well i didn't mean i was having sex just because i let you fly me out that i was just like look so if you come this is an itinerary (laughs) this is on the docket it's if you don't want that cool this is somebody that she knew like for a while over a decade yeah this is not some like random yeah yeah but even if it if it was even if it was like a first meeting or something like that and i felt that strongly it's like okay yes i'm willing to fly you out but this is what i'm expecting mm-hmm. um so we can the get D. that out before the per- the <laughs> ticket is purchased <laughs> i feel like that's a lot of the issue with these fly out stories that we hear mm. the people wait till they get there to be like i don't want to and not saying you can't change your mind well wait and- who 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 says i don't want to the person receiving the flying out yes okay you know they step into the airport they the ticket has been paid for by the other person Mm -hmm. and a lot of the pushback especially on twitter that i've seen is like well what did you think it was there's no thinking if i'm arranging something like that we're talking about all of this before i'm getting on a plane but also before i'm letting you buy a ticket but also i think even if you don't arrange everything the the expectation to like i mean i'm assuming you're talking about like the expectation to like have sex with somebody that should not be that needs to be something if you if you see your if you get there and then you talk about it or you get there and and you're you're both feeling it then okay but there's no obligation for, and there should not be also no, just no expectation to have sex yeah i just don't even feel like it needs to be like and i understand like just how you are so i know that you're not saying <laughs> that this has to be it for everybody no. but like it doesn't even need to necessarily be spelled out I don't feel like if I'm going to fly somebody in, I'm expecting to just get to know, like, if and, and I don't know them. That's, you know, that's also, it's like, if I don't, if I don't really know you, like, let me, let, let me see who you Even are in person. Even if I do know you. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. And under any circumstances, it's like, that should yeah, not like, be. Like this guy, he, uh, I used to kind of date him ish. Um, we never really had sex before, um, and he had he. It was four years ago. He found out through Snapchat that I moved to Philly. He's like, "Oh my god, I've always wanted to come to Philly," and he was just like, "Would you like let me? Uh, would you like let me come over?" And was just like, "Yeah, you can crash on my couch." <laughs> and he was just like, "Okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool." And like, I'm really like, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you. I'm just like, I'm looking forward to seeing you too. We can have some fun. We can like do some things. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, he alluded to you know like having sex. I was just like, just because you're sleeping on my couch doesn't mean I'm gonna have sex with you. Like yeah, even if I've, we did date in the past. And he was just like expecting it, and he just like never talked to me again. I'm like, 
I feel like you offering the couch versus like the other side of my bed's always available for you. Like there's ways to lead into where the other person should have picked mm-hmm. up the clue. If I offer you my sofa, no, please not don't this expect. man. He was just like, I'm entitled to Renee's vagina. <laughs> it's a sad, sad state of affairs. It's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> but also, don't be the person that gets flued out and then just ghost the person after you get a free trip. Oh yeah, that's also very rude. That's very rude. Unless you are like concerned that they're a serial killer, then well, that's okay. That's one thing. That's okay but, if you guys do. But yeah, don't don't go out for like a free a free trip. You know what right. I'm saying? Like don't don't do that. In the gay community, is that like if you're being flown out? Are those flewed out? Flewed out? We're just flewed out. <laughs> that's the term. Okay. It's the term now. Okay. Oh, okay. I was like, is that flewed out? It's not grammatically correct, but that's what we're using. I was like, I'm old and it hurts, but okay. <laughs> if you're being flewed out, is this, are the expectations still the same with like people expect you to have sex with it? Or, you know, is there a different, because I know in hetero, it's definitely, if, especially if a man is flying you out, it's expected. I think it's expected. We have two different points of view, right? You got the guy that's that's flying you out. And on that side, like we said, don't expect anything besides perhaps just the chance of getting to know this person, mm-hmm. right? On the receiving end, don't be so naive to think that that's not on the other person's mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be so naive to think that, oh, I'm just going to go and I'm not going to have to answer the sex question of whether we are or not. Yeah, that's true. You know? I think, like, definitely kind of, you know, maybe near the... I don't know. I, I don't, I've never been flewed out before. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't know when the good time is to say it, but if they are giving that much, possibly they they could, even if they aren't expecting it, they could be possibly, you know, wanting it. So you, you might want to just be like, hey, so I'll buy us, you know, some like uh, nightcaps and some desserts because I was fine. I mean, and I don't even know if it necessarily like if you if you're dealing if you're like you know talking with a gentleman you may not even have to say it like yeah. if they invite you to their room or something just be like oh no that's okay I think I've had a great night but I just want to you know let's let's see what tomorrow brings or whatever yeah something it probably doesn't even need what to be stated and that yeah yeah for me if I'm being flued out <laughs> Jesus that hurts. <laughs> I'm making it clear before whether I'm just like, I'm into you enough that this is a possibility or I'm like, you know what? I can't guarantee this. So I want you before you purchase that ticket to understand that this might not go mm-hmm. where you want it to go. If you still want to buy the ticket with that understanding, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't, that's cool too, because you're looking for something that I'm not really comfortable with offering. So, up. okay. And here we go again. Natasha. It's communication. I hear the communication thing. And trust me, I get it because you know, we like the way that we think is like almost, it's scary. Like we're like exactly the same. Um, but there's a, there's a slight bit of controlling in that. There's I really a, there's don't a think little, that's controlling. Uh, it's a, it, it, I think it is. I think it is. You're not just letting, you're not, you're not. Like, it's not organic. It's not organic. He never said anything. Like in your case, he never said anything about having sex with you, but you're just going to state it up front. So now it's like, but well, I think that also just kind of saves some uncomfortability as well. 
yeah no you gotta let you got i mean like if it's gonna if it's going to happen then it happens and if it doesn't then doesn't that make it even better like if you don't have to say anything and you go through the whole thing and you don't have to say anything doesn't that make it even a little bit better mm. i'm only I... saying this because i have checked myself multiple times for doing the same thing Mm-hmm. So, and that's all I'm saying, because I feel like there's a little bit of, because I know that I can be like very, like, I want, I want safety. I want, uh, I want uh, to, I want a knowing of what's going to happen. You know, I want to limit anything going haywire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like maybe that's kind of the same uh, space on some level from where, uh, on where you're coming from. And honestly, I think there's also just a level of safety, especially for women um, to set that expectation, especially when flying out or having someone fly in. You really should set that expectation just sometimes for your own safety, Uh, because sometimes if like if you don't discuss it beforehand and a guy flies you out and then, you know, you don't have sex with him, he could retaliate and be angry and you know something bad can happen but hey if you tell them like you don't have to say like straight up like i'm not having sex with you if you fly me out you can just say like hey uh, i would love to if, it's cool that you really want to fly me out i would love to see you but you know i'd really just like to use this time to get to know you i'm a bit more traditional and you don't have to like outright say i'm not having sex with you but set like try to set that expect the expectation well, that a little not, bit that doesn't like if if safety is your issue, you saying that you're traditional does not set a safety barrier. Okay. Oh well, yeah. Th- then yeah, you're saying like I don't want to have sex with you because that is that that is definitely a risk that women and people in the gay community can face. That's that can be pretty serious. How many flute out stories have we heard where the people get there don't put out and then their flight home gets canceled and now they're like yeah. scrambling for that last minute ticket money to get their stuff. And I mean, I guess maybe I'm not saying y'all aren't making a point, but I'm just saying (laughs) my point is that there is, I mean, because yes, safety is an issue. Um, and you know, the whole, uh, getting there and then not having a way to get back. That's an issue. That could be an issue, but at the same time, controlling how a relationship evolves is an issue as well. And I feel like there needs to be, um, and I just, I'm feeling so much shade over in the table. Because I don't think it's controlling. It's really just setting a boundary and it's a pretty big boundary. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's the, the culture around being flued out. <laughs> you know, some people are like, if I'm flying you out, you know what it is type of thing. I'm, and and all, that's not yeah. everyone's attitude toward that situation and i've definitely been in that situation where like i felt like a little unsafe that if i like if i had not left his house without like making out with him or like sucking his dick that i would have been like hurt or like say like like per like coerced to stay or like put into some danger um and that's scary and then like the the thought of it being in like another state with a ticket that they paid for that's even scarier mm-hmm mm-hmm Okay. Yeah, it it's it can be. I mean, I've had someone who I went to New York and they were like, "Oh yeah, let me get the hotel room for you." But his 
setup made me not have to say anything because he was like, I'm not just going to put it on my card so that like he had control of whether it got canceled or whatever. He just cash at me the money and he's like, this is how much it is here. That's put it in your name. Do you don't have to invite me up. This is under the guise of I want you to be comfortable. Mm hmm. And so there, there was nothing there for me to be like, well, you know, this doesn't mean we're having set like because he already put it out there. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's just a, a finding the person who understands where your comfortabilities lie. Yeah. And, you know, and I also think, you know, like the, the conversations that you have prior to that means a lot as well. Um, and so, you know, maybe that's maybe that's kind of where you start setting some boundaries based on uh, as a as a reaction to what they say or what they bring to you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll let TikTok be the answer on that one. Watch, it, watch them just be like, Renee's such a fucking prude. <laughs> well, you <laughs> she know, expects the, the rich guys and doesn't want to have sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, when you put when we have these discussions and we put them online, there's always going to be people on either side or people that see both sides. Um, so I don't know. It's always interesting. Um, but I mean, I totally understand where y'all are coming from completely. I do um, understand your points too. Like, I do. I, I, really, I, do. I should have said that. I do understand like wanting it to be a little bit more organic and fun, but as a woman, I'm like safety fucking first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't feel like that's a privilege that everyone always has, but then at the same time, it's like, well, who are you picking? Why are you going to see yeah, people you aren't safe with? And mm -hmm. you know, those conversations as well. Yeah, yeah. So to your comment, definitely the prior conversations should be setting some stages where do you feel safe? Are you ignoring red flags mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. like that? Um, we did kind of get way off track. <laughs> By I, the I way, kept trying to bring it back okay. to, to giving. It's all right because we're gonna go. We're gonna go back to giving, and you know there has always been this um, "what do you bring to the table" kind of conversation, and I kind of want to bring that to the table. Like, what are you giving? Um, I'm, I think I said this. <laughs> what do you give in a relationship? I, yeah. I definitely think that I said this earlier, and it's just something that I really like to do. Just like as a person, this is what I know them good at with like giving and like my friendships and you know with my family. I'm just really good at listening to people and just talking with them, and also just like making them feel special, making them feel heard. Um, you know, I. I, when I say and when I say listening to them, I I mean like actually like listening to them and then finding things like to do that they love doing that like they mentioned to me one time that they um you know they wish they could have gone to Paris and literally like try to like learn to cook French food and like 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 have like an Eiffel Tower candlelit mm -hmm. dinner for them. Um, and say like, hey, I brought you to Paris. I know like we can't like I can't afford us like tickets to get there, but here. And I like I like doing. And then special... they break up with you. Yeah, literally, week. I try so hard. Like I'm a very sentimental person. I know. I know. I only say that because it's like I have the same kind of mentality. I'm like, okay, I'm like filing a lot of stuff of what you say, like in the back of my head, and I think you have the same kind of thing absolutely it's like you know you say some things it's like oh, okay i know what to do there i know what to do there and then it's like sometimes you have the opportunity if you're like dating them for enough 
period of time, yeah. which sounds so, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> if you actually have the opportunity to like get that second date in, <laughs> you know, regurgitate back to them, you know, some of what they said, then it's just like, sometimes it's like, oh. Yeah. You're doing too much. <laughs> I always, it's always that. But like, yeah, no, I just like, and I've been trying to kind of hold back on that, especially um, with, you know, like first dating someone. But I, I truly just like to make someone's life better through emotional, supportive and sentimental ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you say and- that's like your... Your giving superpower, like if Honestly, you could just yeah. like name one, just that like... is my giving superpower. Just mm-hmm. like I give people um, the ability to feel special, heard, and supported. Okay. That is real. That's like, and that's what I love doing for people that I love and care about. That's mm. my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, I like so I I am a hermit by. <laughs> by nature I, I do go out every now and then like i'm out now mm-hmm. this is an outing <laughs> um but this like not I, an outing babe <laughs> this is no this is actually an outing for me for sure too really yeah i drove oh, across wow. town i left my house i got dressed okay, okay. it's an outing i got you uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for me i like i like i've re- really worked hard to cultivate my peace and comfort at home and so when I invite someone into that, I would love for it to be a sanctuary for them where like mm-hmm. the rest of the world just kind of melts away mm-hmm. and give them, cause a lot of people don't have peace even at home. Yeah, You know, they're surrounded, whether it's like, oh, it's the bills or, you know, oh, I really should do this or that, or, you know, any of those just things that nag you throughout mm-hmm. life in your own surrounding. So I love being like the sanctuary, like, like an just, escape for them. Yes. Like just come, I got the food, lay your head in my lap. We'll watch your favorite TV. Like, you know, creating that, like mm-hmm. uh, a situational hug mm. and um, situational so hug. Nice. Doesn't that ring that a ring to I it? I love that situational <laughs> hug. Wow. Yeah. I, I offer, I guess if I had to coin it, I'd say I offer, comfortable vulnerability oh i love that and that's something that a lot of people can't find even a space to be tentatively vulnerable Mm -hmm. so i try and give like those enough creature comforts and things like that for them to feel comfortable being vulnerable Mm -hmm. um it can bite me in the ass sometimes because i become psychologist for them like i'm tending to their mental health more than they are (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it can also definitely bite me with that because then they're expecting that or they get so used to that like oh i'm having a bad day let me go over there Mm -hmm. and i don't always feel like i have that space in their life to go and do it yeah and so that's that's the over giving part of you that we were talking about earlier right yeah, I definitely I have realized about that about that about myself. I definitely have to be the most unstable in the relationship. <laughs> like I got to be the most mentally unstable. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, I think you know, think like listening to you about providing a space for somebody to be vulnerable. That's I think it kind of clicked for me just then. I was like, "Hmm, I think I need to work on that." Because I am very much like, you know, if I'm if I'm in your space or if, I, if we're like hanging out, it's almost just like, well, if you're not, if you're not matching me, then I'm like, okay, 
Like, what, what are we, do, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 and I feel like on some level, like you kind of, I feel like on some level that's good, but on some level it's like, I don't know. You need, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but maybe I don't know. I probably need to watch back what you said and just kind of work some Let of it that. Resonate. Yeah. <laughs> so I will be my own devil's advocate for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe it at least initially I now just I I watch the context of it for myself but initially it did come from a place of control you Mm -hmm. can be vulnerable with me but I am not going to let you know how to hurt me Mm. so I would like have almost a wall up where Mm. I'm not going to be like very pointedly not going to be vulnerable with you Mm -hmm. I know I can be trusted so I'm okay with you being vulnerable with me me Mm -hmm. but i don't necessarily trust you you know between trust issues and boundaries and stuff i was just like yeah i don't think you need to see me cry we're good (laughs) no no i think think there's only one guy i've dated that saw me cry and he was just like so uncomfortable about it he literally like knocked on my shoulder and was like it's okay like, like, wow. not even like open hand, just like a full fist. Like, can you stop crying so we can have sex? <laughs> so wacky! Oh my god. My my flued out story of over ten years. This last trip he was here was the first time he saw me cry. Wow. Really? Wow! Ten years. Over. We've known each other for over ten years at this point. He Damn. must have been taken aback. Well, I told him I was like, look you're just going to hold the tissue box because I was driving him to the airport. I was like, you're just going to hold the tissue box and we're going to pretend this isn't happening. But this is, and I would just be like, just tissue. And so he was like very supportive Mm -hmm. in that moment Mm -hmm. because he knew that that was like really significant even for our friendship slash relationship. And so I was just like, okay, maybe he can handle this. And, you know, it was, again, part of my self journey, working on myself, like mm-hmm. you're allowed to be vulnerable with people. You know, um, I work on telling my friends, if you don't tell me how to help or you don't tell me you need help. I don't even have the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, ooh, I don't give people that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I don't let people do things like even with the dating thing where I was like, we go Dutch because I don't want to owe you mm-hmm. is very much a self-protection thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm working on like what part what senses of those boundaries i do need to keep and which ones are probably just survival mode defense mechanisms mm-hmm. um well to answer my own question i know we only have a little bit of time left in this episode but i think my giving superpower would be um i guess just reciprocating or or at least acknowledging like I see you, thank you. Like I will give, I will give gratitude for, um, for having received something. Which is, I guess, weird. Like, I, is that it? Like, <laughs> you're <laughs> sounds, appreciative. You're outwardly appreciative. I'm outwardly appreciative. But then I also, you know, I will, I will extend myself. Um, you know, and and you know, I think, I think maybe I could do better. Even just like in thinking of that, like. I don't need to always receive first and I don't think mm-hmm. that I do necessarily, but, um, but I do know that it is easier for me to give. And I think, and I may- maybe that's, maybe that's easier for everybody, but it's easier for me to, to give more or to extend that after having, you know, received some kind of grace or some kind of uh, favor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, 
I like I inspiring the smile. So I'm always like the first, like, you know, I'm, I'm not above asking a guy out and bringing him flowers if I asked him out mm. and paying for the dinner. Like, I'll set up the whole thing. That's fine. I haven't gotten flowers from a guy in like years. The only flower I got was from some random guy at a coffee shop. And it was weird. It was like one of those, I felt like I was on like candid camera or something. <laughs> So it wasn't really like a romantic gesture. I want to know what a guy would think if like on the first day I like gave him flowers like, hey. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like some flowers. random guy came in from outside and like handed me a rose. And I was like, okay. So anyway, just to close out, like for anybody out there who like what what advice would we give to somebody if they if we feel if they need to like not necessarily because i don't think like how do i give more in a relationship i don't know if that's necessarily a question somebody would think, ask I, you but i think just find your own way to match their energy of giving um it doesn't have to be so straightforward of like oh well he paid for dinner so i pay for the next dinner or she gave me flowers so um I, uh, I have to give her flowers or something like that. Just like fine. It doesn't have to be like that. It's more special when you find your own way of giving. Um, and it, and it's, it's a lot more meaningful, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you have any advice? Um, I would say kind of like don't make it so transactional. Yeah. But also don't overextend yourself in the giving. Definitely. So even, you know, like I said, I started 100%, but I am very cautious now. I'm starting here, but if by the third date is still all me, all me, and I'm not seeing any input from them, Mm -hmm. then I know to kind of reel back because Mm -hmm. we don't want anyone in those being taken advantage of type Mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think really uh, for me, the advice that I would give would be to just kind of get to know the other person and get to know like what they really value and try to reflect that back to them um, as much as you can uh, without being overbearing and without expecting anything in return. I think that that's important as well because yeah. at that point it becomes a control issue or it becomes a manipulation. You and don't transactional. Do that. I think transactional. that's all across the board. Yeah. We've all been like, don't make it so transactional yeah, tit for tat. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, thank you for watching this week. And uh, please give us a subscribe, uh, like, comment, all the stuff. Do all the stuff. And uh, we will see you next week for our next episode. Uh, And remember, if you have no one else, you you got got us. us.